Oh, hey. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Welcome to the first podcast for Entertain This, a podcast by professional amateurs who know a lot about nothing when it comes to film, TV. So much nothing. But a little bit about everything. And uh, video Debatable. <laughs> True. <laughs> My name is Hayden. With me is Mitch, our comic book aficionado, and Tom. An aficionado of a lot, but nothing really that particular. Exactly. To start this off, we will uh, introduce each other and basically what we prefer. I like science fiction movies. Those are kind of my bread and butter. I know a lot about film in general, and uh, I'm always constantly researching those things. Mitch? I like a lot of the uh, comic book movies and kind of historical historical fiction kind. That's, that's my, my preference. Mm-hmm. I would say my preference is going to be for video games, anything, you know, first person shooters or open world adventure games that actually are more immersive than just kind of the bullshit that comes out now. That's fair. Uh, in preparation for this, we did a lot of research and that's uh, also debatable, <laughs> but for the most part, we're, uh, just basically, uh, trying to bring out some information that people would enjoy for entertainment coming in the future so much as uh, barely an announcement to the point where things are coming out like next month. Um, for, for starting it off, we're going to talk about movies. So I think you got movies right now. Oh, the movie news. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, th- that is uh, definitely the Batman. It's the Batman. <laughs> okay. I, uh, been looking into it, reading the, I have the comics for year one and long Halloween. So I figured I'd just reread some of those, but, uh, it's pretty interesting how they're, uh, Gonna try and focus on its new Batman, but it's not like day one. It's he, you know, he's been doing it for like a year or so. And are we gonna see Martha and uh, Batman's dad die again? Oh, without a doubt. Whether it'll be a 10 second, you know, memory flashback, or you just see the whole thing, it's, it's gonna happen. There's, there's got to be something. There's, it's a Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's alluded to in like every Batman movie. Yeah, it's it's the the first of these new series of Batman's. There's gonna be something. I think the only Batman movie where they didn't actually show his parents get killed was the Tim Burton one, the first one with Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, where it's just where uh, Kim Basinger is following Michael Keaton around through the city because he said he had shit to do, and then he like goes up to like the old movie theater and like this rundown Gotham puts down some roses, then walks away. No, you got the whole scene where you know, have you seen the pale moonlight or something like that with uh. Jack Nicholson shooting. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he totally does. Yeah. You know, like that young Jack Nicholson is like, dance with the devil in the pale so moonlight. So you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? And Michael Keaton just looks at me and goes, what? He's like, that's just something I like to say before I kill people. And then he just shoots him. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I think that it's Martha and Tom, right? Tom Wayne? Uh, yes, Martha Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. I think that uh, they're probably the most reenacted death on film to include Jesus, which is ridiculous. It's like your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Batman's parents. Yeah. But it's the whole reason behind Batman. Why we, he became Batman. Is there anybody in the world who does not know that Batman's parents have been brutally murdered? Well, if they don't, they will now. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like <laughs> But nobody has figured out that Batman's Bruce Wayne based on that tidbit of information. But it's kind of depressing, like if you think about it. Like Batman's fifty in some of his comics, and he still is like my parents. 
oh, I'll never get over this. Well, he just wants to make sure it never happens to anyone else. Like, like, but like Frank, except Castle, for all the Robins. Like Frank Castle, I could understand why he's got a lot of baggage. And that wasn't just his parents; that was his whole family. Yeah, yeah. his wife, his kids, his I, parents, his uncles, cousins. There are plenty of people out there, you know, who unfortunately have lost their parents, and uh, but they get over it. I mean, they find love, all this other stuff. They have their own families, and you know, whatever. But not Batman. Batman's Batman clings to that. But like, look at this way: like everyone loses their parents eventually. Don't mess with my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to go with it, you know. It's, uh... Well, what do you know about the movie coming out? Well, stuff that you know from listening to tweets and information from the director, which is Reeves, the uh, comicbookmovies.com, and some of the stuff from Forbes website. But, uh, you know, like I said, they're taking the inspiration from mostly the comics of Year One and Long Halloween. They, uh, from what I can tell, it's I don't guess it's official, but it looks like uh, his suit kind of looks like the, the Arkham Batman from the video games mixed with like a uh, Noel kind of series that they ha- also have, which is, I guess, more the Noir type detective series that they use. Yeah. It's, uh, do you see the pictures that uh, I think I sent to you at one point, like where he's on the motorcycle and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's all just a stunt, man. At least it looks like it to me. One thing, this costume though looks really. It looks like Batman, but it, I, I don't look at him and, and and I don't really like it. It's like if uh, Daredevil and uh, Black Widow were combined because he's got the wrist things with the spikes on them. Yeah, it, that kind of looks like the New Fifty Two kind of. Zero year that they had in the mm-hmm. comics. He's a little more rugged. Mm-hmm. Like in, in that comic, he doesn't even have sleeves on the Batman. He's just got like this backpack and all these like tools and the rides his motorcycle cow. around. Is I, he... I get like why they wanted to make the cowl and like it more like a helmet. Mm-hmm. And because you know, like the Christian Bale complaint was that he could never move his head in those Batman movies. His well, whole torso, right? Had to... Basically, like had to block himself off the people. You mm-hmm. know, he looked really awkward, like a stick was up his bo- butt the entire time. The easiest place to hide from Batman is in his peripheral vision. <laughs> You'll <laughs> never know one, you're there. He looks, it looks just as uncomfortable. It, it, it kind of does. He's like, like you can just tell from the still pictures. He's sitting on the bike and he's like looking very awkwardly at people. Oh. Also, he has like eye shields. Yeah. In real life, nobody's gonna be comfortable wearing a bunch of armor. So. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, that's that, that's fair. That's accurate. <laughs> so, when is that projected to come out? Uh, right now, it's still for uh, June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. Hopefully, uh, is there a special thing behind that date? Is it like Batman's anniversary, National Batman dying? Day? <laughs> the day his parents were Honestly, killed. Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> the day they hired Alfred, something. Yeah, I know they uh they've kind of done some casting calls recently. Where uh, they're trying to look for people with circus skills, which mm-hmm. is like the uh, the Graysons, which I guess could possibly lead into, you know, Robin in, either in the second film or maybe the end of this first one or something like that. But that'd be interesting. Have they cast Alfred yet? Yes, Andy Circus, the uh, Gollum. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you have Reynolds. he's going to be Alfred. Filthy Wayneses. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be Alfred. Colin Farrell is supposed to be uh, the Penguin. Colin Farrell is the Penguin. Yes. Uh, Wasn't it Jonah Hill up for it at one point? That would have been... Yeah, he, that, that, uh, they, they talked about it. but Probably uh, they wanted fat Jonah Hill, and he's like tired of doing that. Yeah, he lost too much weight. He's, he's, he's probably just, got his, yeah. like, diabetes with all that weight gain and loss he's been doing. Just, so. They should have just swung for the fence and just brought back Danny DeVito. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't even know if he could do it anymore. He's he's like what, sixty something? He's got to be close to seventy. Yeah, he's got to be up there. I think yeah. he shrunk since he made the first. One. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny to watch though, because <laughs> let's be let's be serious. The Batman Two movie with Michael Keaton with him as the Penguin was. It was rough, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Sadly, that it was still better than the third and the fourth one. Oh, yeah. With Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Oh, my God. Batman Forever. They just threw more money at it. <laughs> that solves the problem, doesn't it? But you no. See, like, <laughs> like, for... That money was spent on the nipples for the bat suit. <laughs> <laughs> you can see for the sets with Mr. Freeze, like the ice sickles and stuff like that, sticking mm-hmm. off of random directions in the sets. You can see them like blowing in the wind. Like They were so fake. Well, it's because they put all the money in the Batmobile so he could have these big lights on it that flashed yeah. as he drove down the road I, with no the, cockpit to cover his head. He I just, did yeah. watch It's some, a convertible. Yeah, I did watch something. They spent, they said it spent like over a million dollars on the, developing the Batmobile. Because they had to develop a whole new chassis because it was like twice as long as a normal if car. If they put that money into the, the script, it might have actually been a good story. I don't know. A decent movie. Right. What else you got? Uh, looking at the uh, the new mutants because, you know, comic book stuff, but... Uh, kind of interested in that since they've made the movie then they cut a bunch of stuff out well then the x-men dark phoenix movie did so bad that they just kind of put the whole thing to the side disney bought fox so now they're redoing the new mutants but then they just instead of all the stuff they cut out they just went back to the original film that they had made to begin with right but uh, it's, it's got some pretty cool characters they got a anna taylor joy which was in a split She's in the uh, movie Emma. She was in Glass. She was the uh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. girl that stayed alive. She's going to be magic, which she can teleport. But when she teleports, she travels through Limbo, where uh, all the demons and stuff right. you know, in the Marvel Universe are from. You got Wolfsbane, which will be Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Basically, she can either turn into a wolf or like halfway, you know, she turns into a werewolf. Was that originally a female character in the comics? Yeah, she, I think she was with uh, X-Factor to okay. begin with. Did they choose her just because of like how stark? We'll that see. I have no idea, but that was a good uh, comparison. Then you'll have the uh, Dr. Reyes, which will be Alice Braga from Queen of the South, and she was the uh, female in I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. Yeah. She, uh, she's she's, oh, yeah. Basically, she's a trauma surgeon that she's like their doctor in this asylum that they're kind of They kind of paint her to be like the bad guy in the trailer. They do, but because uh, she, she talks about how, you know, like at one point she's referencing them compared to... Uh, like you know, some venomous snakes, mm-hmm. where the you know the, the baby snakes are more dangerous because they can't control their venom, which is kind of like these mutants because they're all teenagers and they're they're getting their powers but they don't really know how to control them. Yeah, which is like one of the uh, the Danielle Moonstar, which will be played by Blue Hunt. She's been in the she's been in the originals, but uh, her power is she can manifest your fears into three D illusions, mm-hmm. and she's kind of hunted. She's a Native American. She's hunted by what they call a demon bear, which feeds off a of negative human emotion. Demon bear. So basically anything these people are afraid of mm-hmm. that are locked in this insane asylum pretty much, right. she can bring to life. That's that, and horrifying. She, she, her other little power, she can communicate to animals. But uh, I think the big bad for the movie is going to be uh, Reverend Craig, which he's he's part of the Purifiers. So like in uh, Marvel, they're basically like Nazi mutant hunters. You know, Why do they have to be Nazis? Well, they're, they're not necessarily Nazis, but that's the closest thing I could reference to them, you know, being like, the, you know, hunting down, hunting down. It's the like, man, X-Men's grasping at straws. Yeah. They, who's, they just, who's our new bad guy going to be? Just Nazis. hunting down these people because they're mutants. It seems like every they're comic different. book kind of eventually boils down to Nazis in some capacity. Yeah. They, they just want to hunt down these people because they're different. They're mutants. So 
They believe they shouldn't be on this earth because yeah. they're an abomination. Yeah. Um, all right, what you got for the third movie? You don't have a third movie. Not at the moment. Okay. Unless you want to talk about The Invisible Man. I don't really have a whole lot of information on it other than the fact that the... Uh... All right, we can talk about it. Well, well I mean, uh, who I'll... plays The Invisible Man? Because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, True. It's actually an uncast role. It's Kevin Bacon the whole time. You just, you just didn't even know. Because he, he already did that. Like, yeah. what, The Hollow Man? Yeah. I mean, I saw that movie. That movie yeah. sucked. So, like, so, from what I understand... Uh, the dark universe for Universal tanked so bad with that horrible Tom Cruise mummy movie that it's because he didn't run enough. I, I I don't know. I think it's because he just had too much control over it. You know, I think honestly a lot of it is like Tom Cruise is just like I'm gonna be holding onto an airplane flying. Well, you've seen outside. that like formula where the more Tom Cruise runs in a movie, the more success it actually has. I, he did a lot of falling. <laughs> it wasn't a great movie, but I did like the idea. I was hoping maybe like later on they'd include Dracula Untold into it somehow because yeah. they're owned by the same company. I like but... Dracula Untold. Apparently, I didn't do very good either. But, yeah, that was, uh, I like it a lot. But anyway, so it tanks so bad, and Universal like knows they're kind of sitting on a uh, decent, you know, gold mine when it comes to the rebooting the, the uh, Dark Universe. So like, what they wanted to do was work with Jason Bloom, which does like the paranormal activities, really cheap horror films, mm-hmm. and. Uh, figure a way that they can kind of reboot the franchise on the cheap and still make a lot of money off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's what this um, Invisible Man, or what are they calling it? Yeah, it's just called the Invisible Man. Invisible Man. And it looks kind of it looks kind of cheap. I mean, like, you can tell there's some pretty decent effects and stuff like that, but the, you know, the simplicity of it all isn't as grandiose as Tom Cruise's Mummy movie. And um, But yeah, we'll see what happens. I think there's already reviews out for it, isn't there? The, there might be. I hadn't really got just to look a lot into it. I think that there's what they call a uh, a press. Uh, it's where like you can't, they won't allow there to be any official press, but people can tweet and whatnot about it, and everybody mm-hmm. says it's been really good. So. I wonder if it's going to be. I guess along. I doubt it's going to be along the original the lines of the original one with Claude Rains, where he was the invisible. Because like throughout well, that old movie, he's trying to come up to replicate what made him invisible so he can change himself back to right. being visible. And like through the course of it, he just starts doing more and more worse things right. to achieve his goal. Well, from what I saw in like the trailer, basically this guy has, he's, he's an abusive person to a, to a spouse or a girlfriend or whatever she is. And uh, she tries to get away. Well, then he pretends like he killed himself, turns himself invisible. And because he's so seddictive that, uh, Basically, he's offered to, he's a rich guy, so he's offered to give her $5 million. All she has to do is live in his house, his, you know, his old house. He wants to give it to her. And she's got to take a psych evaluation proving that she's not insane. And uh, to, in order to get the money that he's left to her. That's pretty much the whole plot of the movie. And uh, uh, like the trailer doesn't leave much to, yeah. to guess. All right, I don't have to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> I saved myself a lot of time and money. The whole thing that bothers me about the Invisible Man is for him to be invisible, he's walking around everywhere naked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is a drawback to being invisible. He's following her all throughout the city, naked. But it's not as bad as like the uh, cool. invisible boy from Mystery Men, where he could only be invisible if <laughs> nobody was looking at him. <laughs> but it's like that's like kind of like a point. Like if no one's looking at you, no one knows you're there. I think Mystery Men would do a lot better if they figured out a way to like re-release it today, just because of how crazy comic books are now. To yeah, movies, mm-hmm. you know, I think it just makes fun of comic book movies. I think that movie's kind of like a catalyst for like more superhero movies. Yeah. 
because I mean it bombed when it came out like 1999 but it was like the Avengers back then of yeah. like you know a lot of like big time Hollywood names the like discounted ben, Avengers yeah. yeah the discounted Avengers <laughs> not the A team not even the B team mm-hmm. we're like this is like the M team <laughs> yeah. Junior Varsity Avengers <laughs> Junior Varsity but Avengers. uh yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see for the the Hollow Man or the Invisible Man or whatever they're calling it that they um see if they try to franchise it. You know, and I'm sure that they kind of have some sort of loose end at the end where if it does well enough, they can figure out how to incorporate somebody else. And it'd be really interesting to see that if they're kind of flagshipping this to start the new dark universe, that the Invisible Man would be like the guy, not not Dracula. The Wolfman, not, Frankenstein, yeah, like, you know, yeah. the big three. So, and I, but if he's a bad guy, I don't even know how you're going to do that. So I think... I- in all the iterations of the Invisible Man, like from the novel, he is a bad guy. Yeah, you know, if you if you include the like the Marvel movies, uh, originally the Hulk was the first, you know, movie. Mm-hmm. Then they made Iron Man, which actually introduced about them talking about going and seeing the Hulk mm-hmm. because General Ross shows up and talks to Tony Stark at a bar, and then that's where. I thought, uh, isn't it the reverse? At the end of the Hulk, because Ross is like getting drunk at the bar, maybe, maybe and Tony Stark yeah. comes and sees him. But technically, the Hulk was around before Iron Man showed right. up. So yeah, you know, maybe they could do it that. And way. the one time we saw Edward Norton in the Marvel universe, yeah, the best Bruce Banner in my opinion. But he he literally killed Stanley. <laughs> Remember the blood in the. Little... It, they don't show Stanley die. Yeah, he, he drinks it. He's like, "Wow, it's got a kick or something." It's like, "What?" And he just <laughs> passes out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's assumed he's dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think it's assumed he's dead. Like, they bring it up as like, "Oh, some guy like has said like he's you know he's in the hospital." I don't think they, they don't expressly just go, "Yeah, he died." Well, Stanley drinks radioactive gamma. If Gammon orange drink, Mexican soda. <laughs> if all eight of our Montezuma's revenge. If, if all eight of our, our listeners are actually inter- entertaining by this, can respond and figure out: Did Stanley actually died in the uh, what is it called, the Incredible Hulk? Yes. Yes. Yeah. If he, if he, you know, what, what's your opinion? Did it actually happen? Was he not? in the Eric Bana one? Yeah, well, not recently, but yes, he was in the Eric. Well, obviously not recently. He's dead. I'm saying the. Uh, oh, have I have I seen it or what? I'm saying, is, what, did Stanley do a cameo yeah, bit a, in that? Yeah, he's in one? every. Yeah, as far as I know, I think he's, he plays some role in every Marvel movie. I think he's even in like the crappy TV show from like the the early '90s, late '80s. Oh, I don't have. He was from like the with Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, like I there's like, think that was from the '70s and the, into the '80s. There's like a, a he plays like a like a senator or something. Like a, like somebody goes to court and he's like in a jury or something crazy like that, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. So, but the Eric Bannon one that was that was horrible. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hope just a, physically gets bigger when he gets angry. <laughs> well, I mean, like in the comic books, like his power is based off of how mad he actually gets. Yeah, and it's basically limitless. Like the more you can make him mad, the stronger and more invincible he becomes. Yeah, I just don't see how you could actually get mad and then just oh i'm madder now well then you continue to get madder and then how does that work <laughs> isn't there a certain point where you just i like, mean i've gotten mad and then just progressively gotten madder and madder and madder you, you tell me yeah well I, i've never understood how the this is your province is of considered sir he gets he gets angrier well how angry are you really going to get before you just kind of get exhausted of being angry <laughs> You're just like Hulk sleepy and he just takes a nap. Eventually you're like, ah, screw this, man. <laughs> Wasn't well, like the Red Hulk like uh, some sort of like manifestation of his anger? Oh, no, that, that's General Ross eventually. 
the oh, Red Hulk. Yeah. And he's like super strong, but the angrier he gets, like he physically gets like hot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he gets hotter and hotter to where he can like melt metal and stuff when he grabs it and things like that. Interesting. I didn't actually, I didn't know that about Red Hulk. Yeah. Like, you know, they have one comment where like he's stepping and every step that he takes, like the little ground underneath is kind of turning kind of like molten. Yeah. Where his footsteps were. Lava puddles. Yeah. Which one was the one that like rips Wolverine out of his body? That was, that was, just, that was the Hulk. That, yeah, that was when where, uh, Wolverine was first introduced. I think he was like, cause he got sent to kill the Hulk and the Hulk picked him up and ripped him in half and like threw him. No, no, no. Yeah. There's, oh. oh, no, no. I'm thinking of Magneto that rips him out of his body. Yeah, Magneto takes all the metal out of yeah. Wolverine at some point. I bet that hurt. I, I can't remember if that happens once or if it happens twice. How I don't. Does it I don't. Twice? <laughs> well, because they put metal back on his body. I know it happens twice. I just don't can't remember if it's specifically Magneto that does it. Yeah, imagine how like light you would feel after just shedding. I don't know. I would assume 200 pounds of adamantium. True. Well, I imagine it probably helped Wolverine in the long run because, like, isn't that like one of the comic book things where like his regeneration like slows down over time because he's constantly having to deal with the adamantium? Yeah, this is a movie, Logan. Well, I know it's in the movie Logan, but isn't that in the comics as well? Well, actually, when he got the adamantium ripped out of him uh-huh. for like, I guess in the comic for like a year or so, his healing factor was very limited because it's like it was still trying to recuperate from that thing happening to him. Oh well, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, in TV news, uh, Witcher season two. I don't know if you guys ever watched The Witcher. I did watch the first season. I have seen it, but I was really confused. Yeah, the, <laughs> that was that was the biggest complaint. And they did talk a little bit about how in season two they're not going to do so much time jumping, right? To, to you know, like I, I read the books and I really enjoyed the books. They're they're a lot of fun, um, but I it. It made sense to me, but I can understand why it didn't make sense to anybody as far as like, who's this person? Why are we watching them? You know? Yeah, I've never played the game, never read the books. Yeah. But you don't need to play the game to enjoy the show. Um, the game's great, but uh, well, yeah. for the season two, they've already done a lot of casting for new people. And Christopher Hivju, Hivju, he played Tormund in oh, Game of Thrones. Oh, Tormund Giants, yeah. man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been casted. Uh, he's casted as this character that's basically like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And that's all the Witcher is. It's just like a very like adult like take on fairy tales. Mm-hmm. And Geralt comes in and just messes everything up. Well, I did hear where they were going to have some kind of like major monster that was popular among people. I didn't know what it was though. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, they got some directors that they've they've already announced. Um, the Steven Sergic, who did Umbrella Academy, he's going to be directing a couple of the episodes. I never could but get into that. I couldn't either. And that's kind of my concern with Netflix is they have like their own kind of, uh, you know, hold on people, but they keep bringing back. And I think Netflix is kind of going to like an adult version of the CW where it's kind of cheap, but like they say they can say fuck and, you know, show boobs and stuff like yeah. that. And it's, eh. Was like, that was one of the things about like when the before the Witcher show came out, like one of the reviews I read was like, "Oh, if you liked Game of Thrones, forget Game of Thrones. It was stupid. Yeah. You're gonna watch this. It's gonna be way better." And I watched the whole season, and I was like, "Well, I'm like, you guys introduced way more nudity and sex than Game of Thrones did." It was all right. Other than that, like like, like from the books, I I was a little disappointed because they consolidated a, a lot of the stories and them chopping it up and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of going crazy with it was a uh, was a little 
a little crazy because there, there are parts that I, I really wanted to see. They introduced a character. Uh, his name is Vilgefortz. He's like the main bad guy for the series. They introduced him at the very first uh, season. And you're not supposed to know who he is until like book three or four. And um, that kind of bothered me a little bit. But I can see kind of where they're going with it in consolidating a lot of the, the, the plot line. But it's it's whatever, you know. It, it's still enjoyable just to watch. And I think that uh, Henry Cavill, you know, does a really amazing job. And like their uh, stunt coordination is insane how they do those fight scenes. Yeah, I remember the, you were talking about how his sword, uh, the sword play and stuff. I'll let you explain that because you know more about it. Well, but it was pretty neat. They CG mm-hmm. the sword. It's like he only holds a hilt. And that's why he's able to move so much faster. Because he you was know, being actually slowed down in real life by weight. Right. So, like, he's just flying through all of these stuntmen mm-hmm. that have real swords. Um, but he's just, you know. It looks really good. It does. In the and final product. The way they did that, you know. And it's not... Like every other, I appreciate too because it's it's like camera shakiness, but not like off the charts where you can still appreciate and understand what's going on. But uh, but yeah. So next we got Star Wars, and because everybody really wants to see a Darth Vader TV show or a movie or whatever, and they've been begging Disney nonstop for something like that to show. I'm one more. of them. Yeah. Yeah. We get. A Secret Sith Exegol feature or TV show. <laughs> what is that? We have to choose? No. they We don't know yet. They've announced that J.D. Dillard, the guy who did Luke Cage, and, uh, that and get canceled. some writer, yeah, which got canceled, and Matt Owens, some other guy that I don't know what he did, are doing a thing, a story, either feature or series, based off of the uh, Sith planet Exegol. Yeah. And uh, we, we we don't know much more about that. We don't know if it's going to take place uh, next year or whatever. But it's kind of funny that after Rise of Skywalker, which didn't do very well, and uh, sadly I liked it. But... It was okay. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. But after that, they were like, all right, no more anything from the uh, the the uh, the Skywalker franchise. We're done with the Skywalker franchise. And then, bam, they just announced the Exegol stuff, which takes place during the Skywalker franchise. You know, like, people are still wanting to know what's going to happen with uh, the Old Republic TV show and the Game of Thrones. Uh, B.D. Weiss and David ben- Benoit, or what a knife, or whatever his name is. Yeah. They were attached to help produce it, and they just backed out, actually, so nobody knows what's going to happen if there's going to be an, an Old Republic TV show or, or anything. I would love to see an old Republic TV show. Yeah, I've, I've never read the books or played the game, but I have looked up like information about it and as then, far as like the story. Yeah, no, yeah. the game's great, um, and I, I could. I mean, there's so much like dead space in that older Star Wars, you know, universe where you could kind of do whatever you want and it'd be cool. But I don't know, man. I I, I think that uh, I I think they're just Disney's so unsure of what to do after all these failures that they're just. They're shooting in the dark, and this exegol stuff is dumb. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Nobody's asked for we it. To- we, <laughs> the people told Disney, we want a Darth Vader TV show. And they're like, okay, you know, here's here's this. <laughs> and everybody's like, all right, this isn't even what we really kind of right. wanted. I mean, you have the word Sith in there. That's, that's, that's a start. They got kind of close. I guess, I, I think a problem that Disney has is they do a lot of retconning in their movies, like pretty much... A lot of their movies are retcons. Mm-hmm. Just like Rogue One was a giant retcon to explain 
why the Death Star could be so easily destroyed. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but uh, it was alright. But no, I, I liked it a lot more than um, Solo. Yeah, Solo, another retcon. Explain how parsecs work or whatever for this human it, it, race. That he was it doing. didn't have to be explained. I know, like we'll just whatever, we'll, we'll go with it. But then no, they had to do a whole thing in yeah. the story for it because it's just a throwaway line in, in the New Hope. Where it's like, hey, it's like you know, shit made the Kelso run under twelve parsecs, which you know, a nobody knows what the Kelso run is. Nobody knows how much parsecs are, let alone the value of twelve, and it, it was less. Well, but through inference, you're just like. So it made this apparently difficult run in a very fast amount of time. Well, parsec is a measure of space. I mean, people know that. Well, but anyways, I still I liked it better than I did Rogue One, just because. Spoiler alert: We all knew everybody was going to die on Rogue One, so right. all those characters well, just kind of disappear. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not in any of the Star Wars movies, so because well, yeah, it's. But it's like we, this, we know the, the outcome. Well, mm-hmm. I, it was still cool. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was also not about Jedi's. And I, I love the Star Wars universe for them, not for, for like the for everything. And then it just seems like they always gravitate more towards the Jedi and their lore and stuff like that. And it's it's just kind of eye rolling because there's a lot of like how the culture and people live and stuff like that with the bounty hunters that I think are really cool, like Mandalorian. Yeah, awesome, great show. Kind of slow, and a lot of the episodes were useless, like no mm-hmm. plot whatsoever. It was just kind of like filler, but. It was still really cool to see something that didn't have force. Yeah. You know, but, um, but somebody that's still a threat in the universe that yeah. doesn't use some kind of special power. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think this Exegol thing is, it, it's just Disney hearing all the complaints of people saying, how is there this Sith planet, you know, that has existed throughout all these movies since the original trilogy? How is that a thing? And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, well, guess what? We're announcing. 2021 Exegol, Star Wars Exegol, you know, or whatever. And and the, the planet's called Exegol. Yeah. I've never heard of it. That's, that's what the Sith planet is, that they have the big battle at the end of... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I heard about it in the movie, but before that, it's... Yeah. I didn't see Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you didn't? I didn't have to. You told me the whole plot. Oh. Well, you asked for it. So. That's true, I did. I, <laughs> I have no way to blame but myself. And then, you know, I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out on uh, TV. All right, and finally, a big, huge announcement... For fans of Friends, that's right. They're coming back. (laughs) I hate that show so much. (laughs) That show is so bad. It's uh, hilarious. All of them have signed on. I uh, reported uh, that they're going to, like the lowest paid person, which is probably Matthew Perry, (laughs) is getting paid $2.5 million for just this one returning i think it's like a feature but it's going to be aired on hbo max yeah interesting hbo has got another platform coming out with cinemax only on youtube so you have to subscribe to whatever youtube's subscription thing is and hbo in order to see this and people will they will (laughs) they will (laughs) because i guess it's kind of a big deal I, i i've seen like i don't know maybe Maybe a fifth of all friends that has ever existed, and it's fun. It's it's you know. You didn't watch it by choice though. Your wife did. No, I, I mean when I, I was a kid when it came out, it, it, like the show ended in two thousand four. So if it was on TV, I watched it, and I did not change the it, channel. It, yeah, it, it was it was like Family Matters or something like that. You know, you just like you don't even realize you're watching it. You just kind of sucked into it. Well, yeah, I mean, even growing up, it was kind of like reruns on TBS. Yeah. We'd yeah. watch it as you know we ate dinner or something. Like, the only time I watch it is if I was waiting for it to end because, like, a rerun of Seinfeld was going to come on. 
Yeah, Seinfeld was great. Seinfeld was great. Oh, See, that's something that they should bring back. They kind of did. If you ever see Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's like the Larry David show. Yeah, and I mean he's in Seinfeld because he plays uh, George Costanza's lawyer, or no, Frank Costanza's lawyer, and he's standing there wearing a cape. Oh yeah, and he also plays George Costanza's boss in the yeah, Yankee Stadium. He uh, he plays George Steinbrenner, the owner yeah, of the yeah. Yankees. Yeah, and oh, like they, oh, oh. he's like Costanza is in the building. <laughs> There's a bomb under the desk. Oh. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so friends, if that's a thing that you, I, I honestly think that people of our generation will be like, okay, yeah, I might see it. But yeah, I, there's a lot of people of our generation who would be happy about it. But like nobody from younger, I don't think is going to care. And I also think that people from our generation are not going to subscribe to another streaming platform. The streaming platform thing is kind of starting to get out of control. Yeah, it's basically like I see in the future somebody's going to start packaging all these streaming platforms and having you pay $60 a month so you can subscribe For all of it. And they're going to call it not cable, but it's essentially cable. <laughs> yeah. So. Cable 2.0. It's like, cause like the first I guess, subscriber service was like HBO right. as part of like a cable package. Yeah. And then it really wasn't until, you know, Netflix. And that was even really before streaming because it was just a DVD service. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. During when I was in college, like Netflix was, it wasn't as huge as it is now by any right. stretch, but it was like still more for, focused on the DVD stuff and the streaming bit was like kind of coming along. And then well, over like the next couple of years, like they just started adding like big time shows like Top Gear yeah. used to be on there. Friends I know was on there for like ever. Yeah, they actually just went off for the first time, um, I think December of last year. And uh, this is the first time that Friends has not been streamed on any platform I think since it's uh, since Netflix got it, which has been what ten years. I mean, it's still got to be reruns on television. I'm sure there is, but the I show's mean, still making money. It's it's wild, and for Netflix to let it go, I wonder how much they made off of HBO buying the rights to it. So, but and HBO's got to cash in somehow on this. Well, I mean, HBO <laughs> makes bank. They they got a lot of successful shows, you know, since Game of Thrones. They, well, they had a uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl was awesome. I, I can't recommend that show enough. That was a great show. It was really good. I did enjoy it. But, uh, you know, and then Outlander, which I'm about to talk about in my review later, but I think it's a great show, too. Good. You should talk about that because I have no idea what that is. Yeah. So, there you go. Video games. On to some video game news for GTA fans out there. GTA 6. Yeah. Finally. Now, it, they uh, from what I read, they wanted it to come out earlier. But um, Rockstar Games got kind of caught up in the Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there's not a whole lot known. Um, Rockstar hasn't officially announced GTA 6. But What's your source? This is going to be coming from GamesRadar.com. Uh-huh. Um, the, GTA 6 has actually been in development since 2012. Right. Which Rockstar Games takes them like seven, eight years, right. roughly, to make a new game. Especially for like a GTA, especially what we saw with GTA 5 alone, it's going to take almost a decade. Yeah, because they're still putting stuff out for that. Mm-hmm. At <laughs> it's a code name is Project Americus. Mm. Now, um, this one is supposed to take place in the 70s and the 80s. And I'm kind of hoping they do like a little bit of Vice City throwback. <laughs> My personal favorite GTA. What was the, the, the gay one? 
Uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah, Ballad of Gay Tony. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> it was funny. Like, G- Vice City was the first GTA I ever played. Yeah, I think like, it was for most people, yeah. Because like, I had GTA 3. Nobody played that. I one. got it after I had Vice City, yeah. and I hated it and just yeah. went right back to playing GTA, to playing Vice City. They had a lot of kinks to work out. And then yeah. San Andreas, I wasn't really all that thrilled about. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it as much. But GTA, 5, GTA 4, to me, wasn't all that good either. Yeah. And then GTA 5 has just been a freaking juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Of a game, especially since the game reinvents itself every couple months with expansion bits and just GTA Online alone is its own game. Yeah, I play a if little bit of. If they made GTA Racing the game, that's it. I didn't have to play play anything else. It was just like all the crazy racing, the stunt races, you know, shooting planes with rocket launchers, or your friends are on bikes and you have to crash mm-hmm. in them with helicopters and planes. I would buy that game alone because it just it's that much fun. Because I've played all of them just a little bit, but probably the this newest, the fifth one, is probably the one I played the most. That's the only one I haven't played. Yeah, I've not played GTA Five. I don't even know it. I've oh, just yeah. seen hours and hours and hours oh, of footage yeah. of yeah. other people playing GTA it, and just it having the time. Looks fun, but it also looks like a commitment. It you know? it, it does. <laughs> so. I just because uh, I've watched like a group of guys play this for years, like their online levels like a hundred and something. And I'm like, they've been playing this for like yeah. since 2000 and. 12 well yeah you gotta get the money so you have I'm the like, penthouse it's of the been Diamond eight Club. years and like that's how far that they've gotten <laughs> which is a little bit ridiculous i've got other friends one that i've watched fly in a competition he had to fly upside down in a mm-hmm. plane for the furthest before the time ran out and he was like 70 yeah. something miles upside down as he flew across the city <laughs> and you're just like why <laughs> just flying in circles around the city upside down i saw one video where this dude like rides a bike and then crashes like projecting himself across the city he goes like over like buildings and stuff like that and then he like has a he has a uh, jumpsuit on a base jumping suit on mm-hmm. and then but he, he's, he doesn't activate it yet so he's just like a bullet flying through the sky <laughs> and it ends with him like landing filling the hole of a donut and top, top of a donut store you know <laughs> so there, there's a donut he just like just slingshots himself straight through the hole of the donut and then activates his suit and lands perfectly. I'm like, how many hours, how many takes did that take? It'd be countless. Although one of the great things about, uh, from what I read for the new GTA, it's going to be set in Vice City. Okay. So we're, we're going back. Going back. <laughs> Which means Q, Heat of the Moment by Asia, off whatever radio station that was from that game. <laughs> it's an awesome song. It's my favorite song. Um, Wasn't Bill Burr in, in in Vice City, didn't he? Wasn't he like a, a DJ host? Yeah, he had a. Yeah. There was a lot of people actually yeah. just had like little bits, which is funny. Like before they were big, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, I like to hear some of Bill Burr stuff on that. It'd be funny. Um, it's also going to take place in a new fictional fictional location based on Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Um, one thing I do hope is that they make it one playable character, not this three thing, not the three. Yeah. Because if you have three playable characters, you're going to start favoring one. Over the other two. But isn't that the point? Best thing, like if I'm playing the game, I want one character. I don't want to get caught up in like other story stuff. Well, I think they do that on purpose. That way, they can have a dynamic story, and you can attach yourself to one that you prefer the most. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, let's be honest. They got a crackhead white dude. This yeah, you got like trailer upper, trash. Upper class white guy and a, and a black guy. They're kind of covering all grounds mm-hmm. there. You know, and so people can kind of attach themselves to their preferred character in GTA Five, mm-hmm. and then uh, roll with that to the point where uh, they can forget about everybody else, and they still feel like they're being validated in their own story. But one thing I would like, if it's just you, one playable character, you can make that character you. Yeah. 
so you want you want to be customizing like a character to yeah have. i want to be customized like i want complete control over my character but you, you you're like i appreciate that for games like skyrim and stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I do but you're kind of writing yourself into a corner about how the detailed and great the story can be because it has to be kind of bland and uh you know universal mm-hmm. in case whatever person shows up and starts talking to an npc you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i haven't played any of the story i just play online yeah that, that's where <laughs> so. all the fun is at that's that's let's, let's be serious yeah. <laughs> that's where the real fun so my guy's customized he's you know he's got a suit Red hair, pink, glasses. Pink afro or something crazy like that. Um, the game's also supposed to be heavily inspired by Netflix's Narcos. Oh, that'd be cool. So yeah. I guess we're going to do some Pablo Escobar. What, you said it was in the 80s? 70s, 70s the late 80s. 70s and into the 80s. Wow, that'd be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Vice City, which is AKA Miami. <laughs> pretty is it, much. Is it, Miami? it is based on Miami. Yeah, yeah pretty Miami. much, yeah. Huh. Um, buildings are going to, like the, apparently the whole setting of everywhere you're at changes over time as you go through the chapters in the game oh, yeah, so it goes from like stuff. you know 70s late 70s look to uh, you know 80s stuff with buildings will change cars yeah that for, spawn you know for the the new consoles coming out mm-hmm. which are i don't know if people have researched their specs or whatever but they're supposed to have the processing power like xbox series x is supposed to be four times as powerful as the xbox one x and have twice as confusing as a name but <laughs> They're uh, the four times the power, like they said, virtually no loading screens. So for games like GTA, mm-hmm. or should, Destiny, yeah, or Destiny or whatever, they should have games where, like, not only are you not loading into stuff, but if they have a building, you can go into it. It would make sense to have that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have the Destiny five minutes of your plane just or your spaceship well, flying through the space. That's kind of nice because I can go make a sandwich or something like that. Like. Yeah, that's a you know you can run to the bathroom real quick if you if you can time it. Yeah, you know, grab a soda or something or a beer or whatever you're gonna do. Um, there is no ETA on a release date, but if I had to guess, it's gonna be a holiday release, just because they want that big time money and with a new console coming out, they'll probably do holiday 2021. That's probably because. Uh, What's most likely? I think besides Halo, they're not putting out any important games for the new con, at least for Xbox, mm-hmm. um, that are that are going to launch with it. But we'll see. We will see. I know they indeed. did delay Cyberpunk to probably match that to your trigger end. <sighs> I took vacation for that. <laughs> <laughs> they delayed it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen such commitment for a video game. It's just like I took off work I did. for this. He's planned months ahead for this moment. I've been watching this game like, like the most I did was like for uh, when PS4 got released because I went with that instead of Xbox One because I couldn't afford the Xbox One because yeah. it was a hundred dollars more, and I skipped classes in college for like three days. For like the night it came out, so I could get it, go home because I already had Call of Duty Ghosts because it came out the week before, and I'm sitting there with a game for a console I don't own or can play it on, and I'm just sitting there like looking at the package, like I memorized like all the words on the back. It smells so good. It's like it smells so new. <laughs> yeah, several years ago, I, I called in sick one year. I took vacation time the second year when Call of Duty came out. Yeah, back when I actually still liked them. I like this newest Modern Warfare, but well, I do, older speaking ones. of. Modern Warfare and other <laughs> video game news. The season two just got announced. Yeah, I've played a little bit of it. They've introduced new weapons. Um, there's a new assault rifle. 
Haven't unlocked it yet. Seen people using it. Seems like it's so season two's out. Yeah, season two has already started. Um, you don't have to pay for it to get the new maps, right? But for obviously like getting new guns, weapon camos, watches, and all which that are probably crap. The, be- the the best guns are probably behind the paywall. Most likely, because the new submachine gun is the UMP forty five, which anybody who played Call of Duty two knows is the most overpowered gun ever seen in Call of Duty. Well, I think you can unlock them without having to pay for the battle pass, but it's a lot more work you know further down the line oh. it's a lot of work even with the battle pass because yeah. i'm not even close and i've been playing for like three days well they uh, also introduced uh more maps they brought back rust also a throwback from call of duty 2 mm-hmm. the spawning is a bit better than what we've seen on shipment it's a bigger map than shipment, not by much yeah. but um it's not as horrible shipment is back spawning still sucks um it's still very likely you'll spawn die six times in a row without so much as taking a step mm. Or even looking anywhere else except straight ahead from where you spawn, which uh, kind of sucks. I, I I barely know what I'm doing. I play the game anyway, but it is fun. Playing do, shipment is just—it's really just hoping for the best. Yeah, they do have the new uh, superstore map that I saw. Yes, I played in the playlist and I just could not get to it. Yeah. I played like Rust like nonstop, or whatever the other—I don't remember what other map it was that's supposed to be in the playlist—and I just. It, it, I was not going to get that map. Well, because of the spawning, when you play on that map, mm-hmm. basically, if you get out, if your team goes outside, mm-hmm. you get spawn trapped outside. Mm. To where you're trying to run into the docks and they're just sitting there waiting on you because there's like two entrances. <laughs> so they basically just choke point you and just... yeah, you you get you spawn outside, have about ten feet to run to try and get inside, mm-hmm. and as soon as you come in the door, they just shoot you. <laughs> That's like spawn trapping on domination on shipment. Yeah. Um, they also brought back a character who was thought to be dead, um, Ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, from Modern Warfare. Pretty much, they just... Everybody knows Modern Warfare 2 is the best Modern Warfare, so it seems like Call of Duty went, well, let's just bring back the nostalgia that yeah. was Modern Warfare 2 and bring it to now like so like you guys can be happy. Fast and Furious did for the Asian guy. Yeah, yeah. Pawn. Yeah. So they brought back uh, Ghost, who was last seen in Call of Duty 2 getting shot in the face by General Shepard. <laughs> then better now. Then carried off to a pit with your character you played as at, at the time, Roach, and then lit on fire with gasoline and a cigar. That's why he's got that thick mask on now. Yeah. I mean, he still has like a ski mask on, but he has like a skull like top. Like he doesn't have like the bottom jaw bit. And it's, yeah. I guess it's just glued to the mask. <laughs> And he doesn't really sound. He's still got the headset and everything, in it, but like he has like his sleeves rolled up, and there's no third degree burns. And I'm just <laughs> like, you that. were lit on fire. I'm like, I get still wearing the mask because you're probably horribly disfigured. He's Wolverine. But I mean, even like after that game, there was like all this like theory that he wasn't dead. He had like a fire retardant suit on under it, and I'm just like, <laughs> you guys are grasping at straws. He was super prepared for that mission. Now right. it seems like uh, they weren't really grasping at straws because. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> and speaking of back, there's a Lord of the Rings game coming out. And I am not excited by any stretch of the imagination. I love Lord of the Rings. I have a tattoo that's from Lord of the Rings. I've seen the movies more times than I really would care to actually recount or tell any other Great person movies. in conversation. Let alone how many times I've read the books. Yeah, the how, Hobbit, many, how many copies I own. The Hobbit films are quality. We're not going to talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. We will only discuss the books. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh-huh. and that is it. And this game, unfortunately. So the new game coming out is a first. <laughs> it's about Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. All the characters in Lord of the Rings, all in the books, the Silmarillion. You know, you know what we need a game about Gollum. The guy that spent a massive amount of time by himself in yeah. a cave. It's like why? <laughs> what? What are we doing? It's just him in a cave. That like 
he gets the ring from uh, his cousin or whatever. He chokes right. his ass out, kills him, takes the ring, gets ostracized by the ha- hobbits because he was he was a hobbit, mm-hmm. but like a different kind of hobbit. They live down the river. It starts with an S. I don't remember the name. It's off the top of my head. <laughs> and then he gets kicked out, and then he goes and like lives in the Misty Mountains and slowly like devolves into Gollum right. and like the split personalities of Smeagol and Gollum. And he just basically makes his time hanging out on his little boat in the middle of a lake underneath the ground, eating fish. Coming up with riddles. Yeah, coming up with riddles, putting on the ring, killing some goblins every now and then to mm-hmm. mix it up a little bit. And 400 years. That's going to be the, the, the game is going to actually take place after you kill your cousin and before Bilbo shows up. It's just going to be you in a cave. Just walking around. You have a health stuff. bar that shows how yeah. far you've turned into the actual Gollum compared to how far you, you stay normal. You like, know? what's the goal? Like, to actually become Gollum? I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> it's like, how long can you hold out as Smeagol? sounds like the most boring game ever. It, it's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I mean, it's it, health it bar on craziness. It does sound. It's like, oh, Gollum will be the star. It's like, why? <laughs> it's like, you have so many more polarizing characters you can play who actually were doing interesting things. Not hiding in like a cave. You have like a skill tree. For 400 years. To unlock, you know, how to pet the precious. <laughs> All right. Um, it actually says the story takes place in the same time frame of the Lord of the Ring, the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh-huh. Which, well, it says it follows the path of Gollum and what happens before Frodo and his companions find him trailing them in the mines of Moria. So basically for the Fellowship of the Ring, that's 17 years mm-hmm. of when Bilbo's 111th birthday gives Frodo the ring. 17 years happens between that date and when Frodo leaves the Shire to um, set out to destroy the ring. Wow, I didn't realize it was that. 17 long. years. So he had... Because well, like he was the, the same movie. age. He was like 50 or whatever in, in the, the book in, when he says it. He was, like, rough, he was roughly the same age as Bilbo when he right. left on his In the movie, quest. it makes it seem like Gandalf just runs away real quick and does his... Yeah, like, I mean, they speed it up. Impromptu I mean, research. There's and, a lot of abridging of time. He comes back, <laughs> shakes the hell out of Frodo. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he breaks into Frodo's house. <laughs> just hides like in the show. dark and lurks. And <laughs> Frodo's like looking around. He's like, a window's open. It's creepy. All the lights are out. And just a hand comes out of the <laughs> shadow and grabs and goes, Is it secret? Is it safe? It's like, why couldn't you have lit a fire? <laughs> Who are you? Sitting down, like, you know, reading or waiting outside. This giant like, old man broke into my it's house. It's like this crazy wizard <laughs> broke into my house. <laughs> With a ZZ top beard. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, basically, like, I guess it's going to. Because in that time frame, Gandalf hunts down Gollum. Oh, yeah. Well, and then he can't really find him. So he hires or basically tasks uh, Aragorn to find him. Mm. And Aragorn captures him outside the dead marshes by Mordor. Wow, that's pretty far. After um, Aragorn gets around on that, that time frame. Yeah, Aragorn got around a lot mm. in that time. That would be a game worth playing because he did a lot of stuff for a lot of places. Yeah. 17 years worth, whereas Gollum just dicked around for 17 years, <laughs> underachieving, looking around for the fucking ring that Bilbo took. <laughs> And that was like, what, 60 years before? Yeah. So for 77 years, Gollum's just been wandering around trying to get the ring back. Making a video game. And they're making a video game yeah. about it for yeah. all of us to suffer through. And I'm not going to play it because I didn't play Shadow Mordor either. Oh, you're going to play it. I'm not going to play you're it. You're going to play I'm not giving them my money. The <laughs> sa- you can buy it and I'll, and <laughs> One I'll watch One way or another, you. one of these days. Yeah. One of these days, it's like, it. I'm going to play it. All right. So moving on. Let's talk about reviews. Not. I uh, I went and saw the Birds of Prey movie. I uh, unless you just 
had two hours to waste, I wouldn't recommend seeing it. All right, here's my one. But question. But that's my that's my opinion. Is Margot Robbie hot? Well, that's debatable. Right. Was I mean, it, it depends on whether my wife's listening. It wasn't it would Wolf be Wall bad, Street yes. hot. Was it better? Was <laughs> it better than Suicide Squad, which is not setting the bar very high? Let's be real. This Gollum no. is probably. It was not be. better than Suicide Squad. No, I I don't believe you. Well, I I was slightly inebriated when I saw this movie, Suicide Squad. Did we see it together? I don't know, but uh, I, uh, I like I said, <laughs> but, yeah, you uh, were you said you were inebriated, but uh, I might have been too. Now, now, in it fairness, the action scenes were better than Suicide Squad. Again, but the, the movie, like high. the story in the movie overall, was not. Was it like a feminazi thing? You know, like... I mean, yes and no. I mean, they're, they're, it's all girl power, but yeah. it, it was just kind of so Hollywood's still on that trend. Yeah, it's I don't know. It was just kind of boring. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as they find a way to you know make it interesting. I don't mind there being an oppressive dude and like a girl trying to like you know have independence. Yeah, I don't mind that, but I don't like when they just decide to remake an established movie. With all females, just for the sake of doing it, like like they well, did. There's with a comic go- that actually has that, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean if there, it's comic book based, like I'm all about it. I'm like, I, it's fine, but like the Ghostbusters thing. Yeah, I think they learned their lesson. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, you're replacing Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray, comedic geniuses and juggernauts, which is an all female cast to do the exact same movie, well, you know, for no reason. I, Bridesmaids is one of my favorite comedies ever made. It is a pretty good movie. It's a hilarious movie. It is a good and movie. I, I, I thought, like, you know what? After, because they had a lot of those people involved in, in the Ghostbusters movie, so I was like, I give them a shot. Off comedic, I mean, if they, but it was a bad movie. It was a bad. Movie. It was. It was a horrible movie. But anyway, I mean, from Birds of Prey, you know, everybody that's interested in it knows Margaret Robbie. She does pretty good, pretty well as Harley Quinn. It's like. In person, you know, being the character, uh, was it uh, Ewan McGregor? He he did a pretty good job of bleeding Black Mask from the comics, and his portrayal was pretty good. Ewan McGregor uh, was in it. Yeah, he was. I a, did not he, know that. He's the, he's like the main villain. Oh, that's yeah. neat. He uh, it's kind of going against typecast. He, he's he's Black Mask, but unfortunately, he only wears the Black Mask at one point. Yet he has it the entire movie. Because you guys see his pretty face. He is Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. The the best part of the movie, I would say, is when they fight. They actually lead credence to what they know. They don't just all go out there and do the same thing. They they fight to their skill set or whatever, mm-hmm. which is the high ground. Yeah, right. For you, McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the, my complaints. Is you, you know, lack of high ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's this you know supposed to be this big bad, but he's got henchmen, mm-hmm. and you know. If you don't want to know the ending... Let's just not spoil it. If okay. you're a supervillain and you don't have henchmen, I mean, you're just doing it wrong. Well, when you the- get to the end, you'll be disappointed, yeah. just just to say the least. <laughs> and then one of my favorite characters, like my one of my favorite female characters from, from the DC Comics is Cassandra Cain. Mm-hmm. She's in there by in the movie by name only really? because the character is nothing like the character from the comics. She goes from being this assassin, like, teenage ninja that can beat up Batman mm-hmm. to a bubblegum chewing foster kid. Oh, that's a, a, a horrible pickpocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she picks people's pockets and they just turn around and go, Hey, give that back. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, she's like on an airplane. She's like, she's like, Oh yeah, I picked this guy's pocket and I got caught and made a run for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, she, basically in the movie, she, she pickpockets the wrong guy. So the whole movie, they're trying to protect her. Now. Does she pickpocket you and McGregor? <laughs> no, she picks pop Mr. Zazz, which is, he seems a little feminine, which that's not his character. He's a crazy guy that kills people and then like marks like into his body. He cuts lines for each person he's killed. And in this movie, he's like a uh, a second henchman to Black Mask. That's a little feminine. If you, you watch the movie, it's kind of weird. But yeah, that's whatever. They have this strange connection that 
doesn't happen, but can kind of feel like it's happening. But visually, what how would you say the movie was? Was it like shot good or? I mean, it was good. Like it was, it was interesting to see. You know, they had a lot of cool special effects when yeah. it, when it comes to like the fight scenes, kind of being slow motion. And the, that's probably like the biggest point was the fight scenes were good, but other than that, it, it wasn't really so, nothing special. But then, but the story you said was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simplistic, you know. Generic. Just she takes this, the bad, you know, Ewan McGregor, Black Mask, wants mm-hmm. it back. He chases, they defend. And, like, would you see it again? No. Would you recommend anybody to see it? I mean, if you're just, like, a casual moviegoer, you'd probably like it. But if you're an actual comic fan, you're not going to like it. Okay. I don't think. So, it's high point is... I give it a 5 out of 10 okay. because I'm a big comic person and... The characters, other than Harley Quinn and Black Mask, what did you? What would you give Suicide Squad? I, well, I haven't really rated that. I just liked it. Oh, you liked it? I like. Well, I mean, right, well, if that not means, like top tier, if but that means anything. I liked it better than, than Birds review, of Prey. People yeah. hearing this are like, "Why? Well, if you like Suicide Squad, I'm not listening to anything." I'm like just saying, this. I liked it better than Birds. <laughs> of Whatever Prey. this man says from now on is just invalid. <laughs> Changing the stage. It's, be- it's better than Birds of Prey. <laughs> All right, what's the next movie? The uh, let's see. Oh, Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. I went and saw that. My opinion, it's better than the other ones, and I like those a lot too. That's what I hear. I hear that it's the best of the three. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. And about you it. wouldn't you know it? Michael Bay didn't direct this one, huh? So there was probably disturbing <laughs> lack of explosions, and by disturbing lack, there was what would be described as a proper amount of explosions. Oh no, there's there's a good bit of that. They're, they blow it's a up. bad boys movie. There has to be explosions. <laughs> they blow massive amounts of stuff and have massive shootouts mm-hmm. when they probably could have gotten away without it. But you know. What the heck? Why not kill a bunch of people and blow some stuff up? Yeah. I mean, in a Michael Bay movie, like you fart the wrong way, like the, there goes the neighborhood yeah, block. Chairs explode. I mean, without revealing too <laughs> much, blow out of the house. Without revealing too much, the whole movie starts off with a car chase uh-huh. and uh, proper way to Mike and Marcus, which is you know, uh, every action movie starts off. Proper Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. They're they're basically leading the cops on a chase right. so that he can get to the hospital because his granddaughter's being born. Oh. So they're, they're pretty much running from the police to get to the hospital in time. I mean, one of the best action movies I ever they, the the police, too. they are the police. Started with the but they're in their own, they're in their personal Porsche that, you know, Mike owns and he's like sliding around turns. And they just say, hey, I'm driving real fast to see my granddaughter get born. Well, you would think so, but they don't ever. It's bad boys. I'm already punching holes in this movie, man. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> but but it's fun to see. It All leads right. to the nostalgia of the other. Now, the dynamic for those two guys are, are really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they kind of, you know, they play on the whole fact that they're older. It's, who, it's fun who, to watch. Who's the bad guy in this movie? And, uh, what was her name? Oh, the chick? Yeah. It, a lady? I don't really uh, know what. It's, woman? It's her and her a son. femme are, fatale? <laughs> her and her son are the bad guys. And I, I've i seen them in other stuff, but I are can't like really think kids? of what it was. Yeah. They, uh. They're they're like you know the cartel or something, but I, I want to say the whole thing leads to it's something that happened before the first movie uh-huh. that leads into them being the bad guys, without you know without revealing too much of it. But uh, basically, because this lady's husband got arrested by mm-hmm. Mike before Bad Boys One, she's kind of wanting revenge because she's been in prison and her she had her baby in prison. They took the baby away and he's he's basically been reined and. Uh, raised and trained as a uh, kind of a killer, wow. and when she she breaks out of prison and she wants the judge, the district attorney, all those people killed, and she wants Will Smith's character killed last yeah. to kind of suffer. You know, I'd be interested. I like like they're having a lot of really interesting star power for uh, female actresses. 
uh, become bad guys nowadays, and I think that that's pretty cool. Like, um, I mean, th- there's no supernatural element to it, but they call her the Bruja, which is you know the, the Mexican word for witch. Right. They, they 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 she's kind of a crazy you know not like insane crazy, but yeah. like she's gonna kill you crazy kind of person. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting dynamic to see. Uh... Because, you know, like the whole push for Hollywood is to show women on like an equal kind of stance as like generic white actors and stuff like that, which is fine. But the fact that they're pushing them into like bad guy roles and, uh, you know, they're not pretty. They're just like, uh, like the, the, the lady from Walking Dead. I don't know what her name is, but the most recent season that we watched, I think it was, I think it's probably like the best season in a while. Well, like well, the lady who plays what, Alpha? Yeah, yeah. So. But if, for for this movie, that's one of the things they, because they're a little older and they're directly involved in this case mm-hmm. as far as being like targeted, they have to kind of work with this special unit called Ammo, which it has its own abbreviation, but I don't remember the. But yeah. so basically, there's this woman that uh, Will Smith's character knows, and she's got her team of three people that are they're a lot more high tech, but they're younger, and they have to they're kind of forced to work with them, and his ways don't, don't match like with the way. It. Yeah, his ways is matched with the ways old school doesn't. So it's like, like Lethal Weapon like. 4? Yeah, kind <laughs> yeah, of. Right. Kind of, yeah. Right, it's Chris Rock in it. <laughs> Next movie. I, uh, I reviewed 1917, which is a movie I saw a little while back, but it's, you know, went into the movie expecting to, you know, expecting to like it because it's historical. You know, mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff. I, I've been wanting to see something based in World War One for a while, but after seeing it, it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in at least the last few years. Yeah, I saw it too with you. Um I gotta say, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for war movies, um, but I didn't know anything about it going in to see it. I just knew it was a World War One movie, and uh, yeah, it, I didn't realize like how much they t- undertook with it with the one shots, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all of that they, they they cut together, and it, it was just like a seamless movie, and uh, it was very intense. Like that's what, mm-hmm. to me, it kind of built on the intensity uh, because you're watching every moment that these people have. It's almost like you catch yourself like short of breath <laughs> watching the movie. And you're just like, man. Well, that, the fact that, the fact that they didn't try to use big star power, they use people that you you know kind of relate to because they're not big stars. You know, they're right. just other guys. They did have big stars, but as like cameos. Yeah, just small yeah. parts. They walk in in small uh, areas and affect the main characters who are really good. Uh, yeah, George Mc- McKay, I think is the main guy's name. He, he hardly has any lines, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, man, he's, he, he knocks it out of the park. You got Benedict Cumberbunch that you didn't even, didn't even know he was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, that you guy. Cumberpatch. <laughs> that guy. Bender Snatch. Yeah. Cumbly Grin. Cucumber Patch. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got his part towards the end. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. He plays, a, he plays an asshole. Surprise. <laughs> That's like his go-to. I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life, but he's always playing like an asshole character. <laughs> So. I mean, if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, TV shows. Oh, by the way, what did you rate? Nineteen seventeen. Birds of Prey was five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Bad Boys, I gave a nine out of ten because they were kind of you know some expected stuff that was like, yeah, we know. Right. And then I gave a nineteen seventeen ten out of ten because nice. it's it's good. Really good. Is it like in that Saving Private Ryan vein of like it's, it's up yeah. there years yeah. from yeah. now? Like it's going to be like if, that level if of a one movie. Could put out. A Saving Private Ryan, like their version of it, it would be, it, it would be 1917. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. Um, all right, TV shows. So the first one is the one I have seen the most, and it's Outlander. Um, I 
knew a little bit about the show. Uh, I got friends that are huge into Stephen King, and uh, they read the Mercedes trilogy and the Outlander book. And this guy, uh, th- this book is about um, a character, well, a series of characters that stand alone, and then one character from the Mercedes trilogy. And um, I, I enjoy the show, kind of knowing just about that, it, walking into it. And starting it out, it's it's got uh, Jason Bateman, who is accused of brutally murdering some kid. All right. Uh, once he's arrested and brought to, to court, you find out that there's like uh, secondary evidence that shows that he was actually in a different part of the country. Nowhere where that kid was killed, but you have eyewitnesses accounts and video camera footage mm-hmm. that show that he was there at, at certain places. But you also have contradictory evidence Showing him somewhere. So, Quite the conundrum. If you're into law enforcement stuff and like how investigations and things like that work out, like it, the supernatural element is obviously he can't be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. Evil twin. No. Well, <laughs> something like that. But, uh, you know, if you're into law enforcement uh, and see how like, uh, you know, like a legitimate investigation would be done, there's some parts that were kind of unreal, but like with that evidence you would definitely make an arrest and they did and they were wrong. And, um, to see how that plays out and how it just basically throws a monkey wrench into the investigation process. And these group of cops, um, kind of reel back and try and figure out by abandoning traditional law enforcement investigation, Mm -hmm. how to go about and do this, you know? And, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty fascinating to see how that works out. It's, it's very like David, uh, Fincher-esque, long, slow takes with the camera, mm-hmm. like push in, like just uh, people talking, uh, and dudes talking in rooms. Not a lot of action. There's some episodes where, you know, you have to pay attention, and if you're sleepy, you're not going to be paying attention. But it's uh, it's really good. Uh, I think they're on episode eight this weekend, so um, it's definitely picking up and getting really interesting. Uh, so I gave that one a 9 out of 10. I liked it a lot. There's, Like I said, it could pick up in different areas, but that's besides the point. Then I watched Hunters, the first episode of Hunters. Uh, I will finish the show, but it's okay. It's a, it's a show about um, 1960s, like Son and Sam and stuff like that's happening in the middle of it. Well, that's the, the Al Pacino. Was that 70s? That was Al Pacino 70s. Amazon movie? Yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got Al Pacino in it. It's got... Uh, other than that, like Ooh, uh, Jared Ratner from How I Met Your Mother, he's he's in it, but uh, he doesn't play like a main character or anything. But anyways, uh, um, they uh, Josh Ratner, that's his name. Mm. Uh, it's about concentration camp survivors that live in New York, and they want to hunt down uh, Nazis that have fled from uh, Germany and like basically re-identify themselves in. Um, America and they're not getting justice. So these uh, these survivors like band together after like the the government fails them and will not seek justice for them because you know I guess nobody cares about them and uh, so they, they take matters in their own hands, which is actually true. Uh, if you ever Google Project Paperclip, this was mm-hmm. a thing that actually happened. It just Jordan Peele, the guy did Us and um, Get Out. Mm-hmm. He is an executive producer. And if you've seen those movies, they're, they're not bad movies. Like, Get Out is a great movie. Um, but, like, they, they take it to, like, a like a very 
exaggerated extreme. Like there's the the beginning is this guy gets made as a Nazi and he just murders his whole family because they, you know, his cover's blown. So he just kills his own kids and stuff like that. It's a little extreme. Yeah, like <laughs> like, like wow, you know, and, and he's like a senator and in the the u.s and stuff like that like how how do you disappear from that <laughs> yeah how, how does that happen and it, it, so it's just a little ridiculous and I, you know they're gonna play it off like well the government's so corrupt that you know it could happen all right well, i haven't heard of anything like that happening but it's okay i'll finish it i, I give it like a seven out of ten mm-hmm. just because i, I did see previews for it and it did actually look interesting it does like al pacino's role he plays a, a survivor and he's mm-hmm. kind of like the like the um, he's kind of like the Dumbledore for yeah. this the, the Hunters yeah. organization. He's kind of making a comeback. Yeah, and but he plays a this Jewish character with like a heavy uh, uh, like Hebrew accent, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very like I've never seen Al Pacino play any character other than Al Pacino. And for him to do this character, it's really good. You know, it's not it does not remind me of Al Pacino at all. Well, there's two Al Pacinos. There's 70s like late 60s you know panic in needle park mm-hmm. uh, 70s the godfather al pacino mm-hmm. where he's like you know very you know subtle you know occasionally he'll yell yeah it's very very rare you actually see him kind of get pissed ah. off <laughs> and then um really like the movie that changed al pacino was scent of a woman because that's where he kind of got into that ooh ah, that, yeah. ah kind of al pacino that we all know and Jack didn't really and care for al what was it the jack and jill dunkin donuts thing that he did Something like that, <laughs> but like that, like that Al Pacino is the oh, Al Pacino yeah. like people like lampoon and make fun of. Yeah, like Mad TV used to do like the De Niro and Al Pacino like going to get ice cream. Yeah, and like Frank Caliendo would play him, and he'd just be like, "Oh man, they got rum raisin, hooah!" <laughs> <laughs> and just start like losing it about nothing. But then insane. you got like older Al Pacino, like younger Al Pacino, who's like you know very like oh yeah, he was Michael, mm-hmm. you know, very quiet, kind of calm, cool, and collected. And then occasionally he'd just blow his gasket. But it's Man. nice to see like Al Pacino actually like doing something else other yeah, than it's, being it's quite different. It's as wheelhouse for sure. That's like what two big time things he's been in this show and then um, Irishman. the Irishman. Which was okay. I mean everything I've seen Al Pacino in, it's pretty much been like mafia or lawyers or something like along that line. Yeah. He's, yeah. Good. he's good at like, you know, riding under the law and doing his own thing. But yeah. Uh, uh except for uh, Heat. Great movie. Anyway. That's a fantastic movie. Um, so my third show is Picard. Energized. So I, I, I don't not like this show. All right. Way to start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of the Next Generation. I've seen the season, the series like two or three times. But is that skewing what you want from this? No, show? absolutely not. All right. In my opinion. <laughs> I think that if because the show is essentially <laughs> fan service. I mean, Picard is essentially fan service. Like they bring back all these big time uh, people from the original show. Is Riker? Yeah, Riker's in it. Is he and, just chopping down trees still, like yeah, his bare with hand. His, with his he, shirt off. He can't sit down like a normal yeah. person. He has to throw <laughs> his leg over a chair. He's just impregnating women with the gaze and stuff like that. But no, uh, they bring up back all the characters in some capacity just to basically tell you where they are. They don't bring them back. It's kind of like cameos, and it's really annoying. Um, granted, like I've I've only watched a, a couple of episodes, so I don't know how far mm-hmm. things are in the future. But it's not looking like they're going to go that way. Um, the, the 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 premise of the entire show is basically Picard's relationship with Data, and then I don't know 
What is Data like? His robot butler now? No, Data's like so. Him and Data Picard basically was like a parent, I, I guess, like mm-hmm. a, a caretaker for Data. He protected him against the uh, Starfleet when they tried to declare he was quote unquote property, property and dismantle you know? him to right. But in 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 the end, uh, Data episode. dies and Picard takes full responsibility for it in the last future film. Spoiler. <laughs> I did like not 20, know that. It <laughs> was like 20 years ago, man. I don't know how to tell you. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> so this TV show, you've been trying to get me to watch The Next Generation, and you're telling me one of the characters is going to be dead, so there's no point in him being at in the, the show. At the end. Oh, okay. Right. okay. Just but there's just, like a hint of Data existing somehow in this show. So Picard, you know, he gets his spidey senses tingled and runs after him. Mm-hmm. And so he's like an old retired guy that wants to get back into Starfleet and you know, what is it? What'd you say for bad boys? He's like trying to get back on the wagon and nobody knows who he is and takes him seriously because he's been out of the game for so long. Yeah. But um, anyway, it, they, they bring in new characters that is like his crew and it just feels very unnatural. It feels like, it feels like you're watching uh, Family Matters, but Carl Winslow is now married to somebody else and has a whole nother family. You know, and, <laughs> and then Steve Urkel randomly shows up every once in a while. You know, it's very strange. And uh, I, the quality is okay. They definitely try to like spruce it up to have more cinema, uh, cinematic features, like a lot of moving camera parts, and they have like these crazy ninja action scenes, explosions, and mm-hmm. but like their special effects is almost like still you, the same no no it's better. Okay. it's better but it's like youtube quality like, okay yeah you know, and so it's kind of like eh. eye rolling a little bit and i wish they would just work more on fleshing out the characters and story instead of just like oh we gotta have a we gotta have a laser gun showdown you know mm-hmm. but well, they, gotta, they gotta keep that quality of uh, action scenes from the original series right? yeah I, I give it a seven <laughs> you know but um i I'll finish it though. I'm definitely gonna finish it. Maybe it'll pick up at the end. I don't know. Well, it might be like it's like next generation because the first season is pretty sluggish. That is true. And then it's yeah, like, it is. It's, <laughs> I, it's a uh, actual term they call it growing the beard, like for a show. <laughs> yeah. When Riker actually grows out a beard, and the writing quality in the show gets a lot better. <laughs> it's just a lot of inspiration. I'll have to they say just, he is the coolest character so far yeah. that I've seen. No, Data is definitely up there. Well, Worf is pretty cool too, but yeah. The writers are writing the show, and they just hit a wall. And they just pause and stare at Riker's picture, his headshot. It's like, I can go on. Well, he grew <laughs> he grew a beard for another movie. It was that one? he he, and then he came back, and they were for filming whatever, and uh, they saw it. They're like, no, leave it. Like you look more like nautical esque. He broke the uh, Starfleet protocol on shaving, you know, policy. <laughs> because who's gonna tell him? Yeah, no. that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's Commander William T. Riker. goddammit. it, you don't tell him he can't have a beard. He's just whittling a spear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, All right, leave him alone. with his bare hands. <laughs> Everyone's got lasers, but he uses a spear. <laughs> they go like find him in the holodeck, like working out. And he's like chopping down a tree with his bare hand, and he just swings his hand once, and like four trees fall simultaneously, even though he only hit one. <laughs> All right, so on to video games. So uh, I kind of just want to do this one as like a bit of a Nintendo Switch because I've been playing a lot more Switch than I have any of the Xbox consoles. I don't know if anybody has a Switch. If you do, they're mm. a lot of fun, very convenient. Yeah. So since you can you can you can play Skyrim while you take a dump. That's yeah. to me. That's we've hit the apex of society. <laughs> that, that I can play video games while crapping in my bathroom, mm-hmm. and they're not on my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> So one game, actually, I did want to review a game, uh, Solitaire, on my cell phone. No, no I'm kidding. We're not, we're not talking about that, even though I've won a lot. Uh, Skyrim for the Switch. 
obviously. I mean, it's been out for a while. Skyrim, obviously, has been out since 2011. Yeah. And it came out on the Switch, I believe, last year. As far as gameplay goes, it's smoother than the 360. It's by no means remastered uh, quality for the Xbox One or even PS4, which I own both. Um, the you have to uh, play around with it a little bit just to get the controls back to like what you remember for mm-hmm. Xbox, where you, you know you press B and that opens up the menu and everything. But um, as far as value, playing on the handheld on the little monitor, it looks really, really good. Yeah transitioning to television eh. yeah it's, it's basically slightly upscale 360 graphics yeah the so, switch, switch seems to shine when it comes to like the more childish kind of graphics of mario and all that it really does because like Mar- like mario kart on the handheld looks great mario kart even on the tv looks fantastic smash brothers smash mm-hmm. brothers is obviously uh great um one of the other ones uh minecraft mm-hmm. i never got into minecraft until i bought it for the switch I thought it was like one of those kind of stupid games and then it was like five bucks on the Nintendo store and I was like you know what I'll buy it see what all the hubbub's about now I have a farm um, I have three houses um, and every other every other day or two I'll fire it up check on the farm do a little farming act. I mean it's not much but it's honest work um, got quite the uh, little spread going I got a mine rail it's pretty nice pretty nice uh, it's not smooth no is not smooth. I don't know if if you played it on console yeah, or on yeah. PC. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, like the saving, you know, some of the transitions between screens, it's not smooth. It's kind of glitchy. Really? Yeah, um, I've only played it on Xbox One. So there are times like you'll be pressing buttons and they, they just don't do anything wow. for like a minute, hmm. and then all of a sudden it'll work. Well, I know like <laughs> Minecraft Source is Java, which is like not used to program video games at all. Yeah, and I wonder if Nintendo. I mean, I'm sure it's not Java anymore, but like to crossover from that to whatever it is now and i'm sure it, nintendo is probably not meshing well with it's it. very glitchy yeah um one game that was not glitchy uh for any pokemon fan, fans out there we are by no stretch of the imagination pokemon nerds mm-hmm. but for nostalgia i did buy let's go pikachu yeah just the last pokemon game i played was pokemon silver on my game boy color Wow. We could play together. I have Eevee. Uh, I, oh my I, god! I have the Pikachu. Well, my daughter has the yeah. Pikachu one. Oh yeah, yeah I, his, I don't have kids. I can't daughter. daughter. I, haven't played, <laughs> I haven't played a second of that game. I'll be honest with you, because the Pokemon don't battle each other. Yeah, it's that's kind yeah. of what things I want to talk because I, I do want to talk about the little Pokey controller. The little you bought that thing. You know, well, yeah. If, I, if, I'm, <laughs> look, if I'm gonna buy it, if I'm gonna go, yeah, go ahead. Laugh. If I'm gonna go in for like a nostalgia trip, just because it's like you know the OG Pokemon, the original 150. I was like, you know what? I'll get the little Pokemon thing, and uh, you can use it for the. Uh, it's a button. It's one button and a ball. It's two buttons oh. and a joystick. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, like the original NES controller. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like playing it on your TV and holding it in your hand, it's got the little thing. You know, the little strap it to your wrist. And you basically, you have the stick and you can press down and like that's, you know, click on stuff. And then the red part of the Pokeball, if you press down, that's the other button. Uh, and then when you go to capture Pokemon, it's got the stupid circle. You actually just throw the Pokeball. Right. You can't weaken a Pokemon, right? You can make it easier by throwing like berries at them. Because What happened? It, like Pokemon's in the wild, but, except like the legendary ones. You got to battle happened? the legendary ones. What happened? I know. I, I, is it, I have a love-hate relationship with that. Is, is it because like... People are concerned that we're promoting too much violence, or like I, I think there was like a movement that said, you know, oh, this is dog fighting with Pokemon or whatever. I mean, it basically is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's be real. 
but it's a video game, and like the Pokemon seem like they enjoy doing it, which is completely different than reality, you know. Well, no, yeah, I mean, it's like I subjugated Pikachu to fighting the Elite Four, going through all this BS, and then like I go to like pet him, and he's like, ah, he's like, ah, you wily guy. Well, yeah, but, you, you still battle the gym leaders, you battle the trainers, mm-hmm. but it, the uh, all the wild Pokemon is basically like playing Pokemon Go on console, <laughs> pretty much. That's which like one thing I like about being able to see the Pokemon. And being able to avoid it, I like. Because how many yeah. times have you been playing where you're trying to go somewhere? Just and, let me through! And it's just like, <laughs> damn it! And you gotta like either run from it or just beat the crap out of that stupid, like, you know, Beedrill. Yeah. And, and just continue on your merry way because you're, like, level 80 and you're trying to go do something. Yeah, but, <laughs> but versus, like, you know, the fun of, like, actually going through all, like, the lands between the towns. So, like, and coming across new stuff or, like, hoping to find something in well, the wild. Well, let's say, like, yeah. a, like I, I have my five Pokemon or however many that I start out with. Maybe six. Six. And then I, I run into to a, a creature another pokemon i sound like <laughs> such an old guy trying to understand this but like i fight him or i don't fight him because you don't do that anymore how do my pokemon level up that's what i want to know pretty when, much through yeah. battling trainers Train, when, when you catch a pokemon you get like xp still. yeah xp um, it's for, it's for a, what? it's the same thing as, as you know the old original uh, game boy game yeah. except yeah. for you don't fight the wild ones yeah, I mean, the, you can fight. But, well, no, so actually, you can't. You can't at all. The only wild ones you fight are the legendaries, like Articuno, yeah. Zapdos, But if, but if I catch a wild one, do my Pokemon get experience? Yes. Yes. Why? They don't do anything. Because they're making it easier for a snowflake It's a children's not. game. Go with it. <laughs> I have issues with it. It's a children's game. Granted, but I haven't played mm-hmm. since, like, the one thing about, Game Boy. It, I, now, but. If you really like Pokemon, it's worth playing it. If you, are, if you haven't already. If you don't... It's fun because it's 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 a little so bit nostalgic. Pokemon with my giants, yeah. level one hundreds, yeah, know, Articuno and all that stuff. It's fun because it's a little bit nostalgic, but it gets really old really quickly. Yeah, because you breeze through it at a certain point. Yeah, especially yeah. if you've played the original Game Boy, you know the story, so you just yeah go. <laughs> pretty much, it's the it's pretty much just a rehash of it. Yeah, and like because I got level eighty something Pokemon, and I like when I beat the Elite Four the first time, they were like level sixty something mm-hmm. my yeah. Pokemon. And like there's like level like fifty, so it was a little bit. Now it's like I waltz through it, and I'm like, all right, that's that's it. Yeah. And then you got the stupid rival, who's not even a rival. Gary, he's your no, buddy. No, it's not now. Gary. It's like you guys are friends, and he's like, oh, we're gonna be battle buddy rivals. Ah, but you. It, it's it like, oh, you beat me. Here's a lot of money. It's like I'll get you next time. Shucks. He's not that yeah, bully that me. come through like yeah. It's not like Gary you. like comes cruising <laughs> like, in on a Corvette, you know, I mean, whatever like, convertible <laughs> with a bunch of girls. <laughs> He's got like gold jewelry What's on. He's like basically <laughs> shoves you out of his. Lo- <laughs> She's like, I already got three badges. You piece of shit, get the hell out of here, you I bum. Was, like, him to, like something stupid. That's exactly what I do. That was Weird. the. I, I need a fuck face. <laughs> well, that, as a kid, you know, they'd be like, "Winner challenges you to a fight." <laughs> Uh, and he's like <laughs> wiener <laughs> alright that's uh, that's your three games right and then uh, just a little bit of a wrap up because I know I talked about in the news section um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare just in general yeah. the game itself it's nice to be back in that setting yeah, I, I was tired of exosuits fighting in space yeah. pretending we're in Halo wall doing, running wall running you know I haven't played since uh, launching since grip Go. crap out of my fucking wrist yeah. shooting grenades out my foot it was <laughs> nice to just have good old guns with bullets and shooting them at people yeah. on a normal surface yeah but is it is it like uh, would you say it's like better no it's not better than Modern Warfare 2 or it's something. a good Modern Warfare um, 
I'd say it's better than the original. No, 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 I wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not that stupid. It's better than Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Modern Warfare 3 was all right. Modern Warfare 2 was the best one out of the four. I mean, while Black Ops was good, I feel like the ones that, you know, like Activision and whatever they are good. Now. Yeah. But I just like the, the realism. And I don't yes. know. It's not the big bright colors like the Black Ops games. I like the yeah. you know more grounded reality looking. You know, a little bit like, you know, yeah. great, grittier, more yeah. realism. The campaign, it's all right. I do not like whoever voices Captain Price now because it doesn't sound a damn thing oh, like him. Well, yeah, we watched some people kill Price like four or five hundred times while they're playing. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was you. The dude, had, the dude is suicidal, all right? I, I mean, look, ever I, since Soap died, he's just had a death wish. He wants to be back with his buddy. Let me put it to you this way. If I am prone with a fifty cal sniper rifle and this giant scope, okay, where I can mm-hmm. see like a person on the moon with it, why is Captain Price's eyeball sticking in front of this scope like last second? Right, right as about to cap somebody. Right as about to dome somebody from a mile away. He's like, you know? hey, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was traumatizing. Of course, like when you see that, you're going to pull the trigger. And of course, you're going to just see red everywhere for it's a like, second. Like, ah, pow! <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I, I watched Hayden. Like, ah, friendly fire! Friendly fire! <laughs> I was watching Hayden play the story. He's sitting there blasting people with a shotgun. <laughs> Next thing you know, Price steps in front of him like, we got to go this Bam! <laughs> And he's like, hey, that's God not damn cool. it, Price. It's like you blew his arm off, and he's like, hey, we got to go clear this other room. And he just like picks up his arm and walks out. <laughs> Friendly fire is not tolerated. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> but like, my, Call of Duty games have gotten to the point. I'm not playing for story yeah. mode, for storylines anymore. Like the first Modern Warfare, cool story. Modern Warfare 2, cool is there, story. Is there, Three, any, eh. is there any multiplayer game out there that people still play for story? I don't know. Halo. Really? Like Halo Five was pretty bad. The only reason I got it was for camp for multiplayer. Yeah. I'd say Halo still has that really dedicated fan base we'll see. to the story of. We'll Halo. see what happens for uh, for was it Infinity or whatever. Yeah, I, I, mean, I guess Halo Destiny Infinity. would be the closest one that you know a lot of story because yeah, but people don't play it for PvP that much. Like their PvP no. community is pretty well true. Pretty but I'm just saying you, you can play multiplayer, but you you can, you can play story all together yeah. stuff too. So I, I but I do like the idea. Where in Destiny, for instance, they're trying to mesh the reason why you do PvP yeah. and uh, uh, story. And I hope that Halo does that somehow. Like, I hope future multiplayer games, it's not just like, wait, why are we killing each other? Nobody's asking questions, whatever. I'll just go with it. You know, I hope that the future is... Uh, <laughs> Kill him because he's different. Yeah, there, there's, there's an explanation. So. We don't like those blue guys. We're red. Yeah. So, <laughs> we right. always been killing grunts. That's just how we do things here. <laughs> so Skyrim for Switch, what do you get that out of 10? Skyrim for the Switch, I give that a solid seven out of ten. Right. It's still, it's still Skyrim. All right. And, and what was the second it. one? Second one was Minecraft. I'd give that a five out of ten. Really? Is if you're gonna nice? play Minecraft, play it on something else. Don't. I mean, playing it on the Switch is nice. And Call of Duty. Uh, six out of ten. Okay. And Pokemon. Uh, well, <laughs> I'd probably say it's six out of ten. All right. Moving on to uh, the the best part of the podcast. We have developed this scheme. Where one of us is going to be doing something called a punishment. And uh, essentially, it's... If I get punished first, I do think it is a scheme. Yeah. (laughs) This is all an elaborate plot. Essentially, we've all found a really bad Mm -hmm. video game, a really bad movie, and a really bad TV show. And uh, through, hopefully, a means of random generation. It um, is a uh, means of random generation through the wheel to side. So basically, for it, I put in... You could put in up to a hundred choices yeah. for you know sections of the wheel, and for all of us, I put our name punished by you know either Hayden 
like let's say it's Tom punished by Brandon or by uh, Hayden yeah. um, TV show, then Tom punished by Hayden movie, Tom right. punished by Hayden whatever and for, for the, all of us. Hopefully, the end of it, you know, will be something hilarious, and then that person has to uh, mm-hmm. go and spend X amount of hours reviewing. I mean, if it's a movie, obviously you're just going to watch the movie. If it's mm-hmm. a TV show, watch like the first five episodes, mm-hmm. and then if it's a video game, you got to play it, you know, for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, come back and have like a very critical review, mm-hmm. talking about how wonderful your experience mm-hmm. was. So, so normally I had, if we had internet, mm-hmm. this would be uh, fired up on the laptop, and there would be like the ding as it chose. But there's not going to be any of that. Just so your phone up to I ha- it doesn't work on my phone. The sound, oh. the wheel itself works. Thank God. Otherwise, I'd just be pulling names out of a hat. Then vocally make the sound then. Tom punished by Brandon. Yes. Or Tom Hayden. Uh, TV show. Yes. Awesome. I feel this is. I spun the wheel. I feel like I should have some sort of immunity. No. This is. I was secretly hoping that this would happen. Well, I'm just glad it's you and not me. Well, for now, I do say there is a feature in the wheel of punishment. The golden reverse, which is basically if you get it, you can immediately just choose who you want to fuck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Hopefully uh, the 4G here. What a, what's, my, what's my doom? You'll see. What the hell am I watching? It's a cartoon. A rooster. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Oh my god. This is an audio podcast, but let me tell you what I'm looking at. This gypsy carriage (laughs) was trotting its way or galloping down the road, and a crate falls out with a Rubik's Cube. And this kid, and like these two kids and an older, I guess a teenager, run up to it. And one of them, like, you know, does a excuse so all the colors match. And then it becomes this, like, weird-looking troll thing. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like, like somebody, a turtle shell. It looks like somebody crammed a baby into a cube. <laughs> it's got this weird baby head. What the hell is the right, show called? The, the show is called Rubik, the Amazing Cube. And uh, it was made by, like, a toy company back when toys companies were making horrible TV shows to try and promote their products. Somebody thought they could make a TV show out of a Rubik's Cube. And there's a whole season of it. Yes. Better you than a me. Season. A whole season of it. Yep. All right. How how, how many episodes do I have to watch? I don't know. There, there, there's like 22 minute a piece episodes. So I say you have to watch at least like four episodes. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four to five. You know, about movie oh my God. So, and you have to- <laughs> Two hours of this. This is the week Tom develops a severe drinking problem. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, for you, you piece of shit. I'm the one who designed the damn wheel and did all this work, and I get punished first. Oh, oh my, <laughs> my creation has betrayed me. It's I a lie. Like, I, yeah, I feel like Frankenstein. Like the monsters come after me. I don't even know how I found this show. It's, it's awesome. I'm so glad. I feel, like, I feel like, by, like after like episode two, I'm just gonna commit sepulchre. <laughs> I had some punishments in mind, but now I'm gonna have to think of something a little more severe. I know, that's pretty, yeah, pretty I didn't know we were gonna start out of the gate this bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Uh, Mitch, why don't you go ahead and plug all of our uh, internet mediums so people can reach out to us. Oh yeah, you can check us out. Uh, we're entertained. This you know exclamation point right. on. Uh, we have a spot on uh, Facebook as a Facebook page. It's entertain this podcast, 
We've got a Instagram, which is entertain.this because the other names were taken. <laughs> and then uh, on Twitter, we have entertain this. I think in our call sign is at this.entertain because entertain this was taken again. Well, if you find one, we'll uh, be sure to figure out mm-hmm. how to show you all of them. Yeah, we'll find a way to link them all together somehow. And if you want to link us and uh, dis- prescribe any films, prescribe. prescribe any video games, films, or TV shows you enjoy or think we should talk about and review, like throw them on there. If you want to throw out some punishments yeah. of shows and video games and movies that you thought were complete trash right. and, and want us to suffer from, go ahead and comment on the, the I podcast. I think we have a Patreon, too. We do. Uh, it's still in the process of being put together because... It's it's a little more difficult or detailed as far as how to set up the the levels and tiers and all that. Well, hopefully it'll be done by the time this podcast comes out. Hopefully so. Okay. We'll hopefully, see. hopefully I won't have died of alcoholism if, if from watching really Rubik's. See, if you really want to see Tom suffer more, you, you know, a little bit of money thrown at us will always make it happen. So. <laughs> Anything for content. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're going to throw money at it, um, I will use it on alcohol to get through this. <laughs> Um, it will be used on Jack Daniels. All right. Well, uh, so long from Mitch. Da, 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 da. All right. So long from Tom. Adios. And until next time, which will be every Monday, we will see you guys back here.